As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I would pay money for you guys to fly a plane together. Hello everybody and welcome to your most favorite show in the whole wide world. Part of the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project Seventy, celebrating seventy years of Tops baseball cards. Um, just, I know we do this every week, and it's not because it's they're an advertising partner, but there's an amazing Charlie Blackman Bob Ross tribute cards. Are you serious? Charlie Blackman from the Colorado Rockies? Yeah, Charlie go, Blackman. Just go to Tops.com and click on the Project Seventy thing. Yesterday, I traded for him in the Dynasty League. Can I introduce Ooh, yeah. you first? Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Go ahead. Yeah. For my friend of yours, Ian Khan. Hello, my friends. Traded for Charlie Blackman yesterday. With with Rabbi Ari Sunshine. There you go. It all comes full circle. Rabbi Ari Sunshine's friend and yours. I look forward to one day meeting the rabbi and possibly competing against him in a fantasy league. It's a good player. Good player. Really good. Let's get to it. Ian's a great player. How many titles have you won? I don't even know. All it's right. not about that. Who? <laughs> nobody. Nobody cares. Hey, in question. <laughs> sure, sir. Um, when's the next dynasty set of ranks coming out after the trade deadline? Uh, no, they'll be coming out in the next couple of days. Oh, thanks for the heads up. Yeah, actually, I was going to make that mention now. <laughs> I mean, in fact, <laughs> we got I things probably to do, put man. A, <laughs> sorry about that, bro. Um, yeah, I probably should have mentioned that. Yeah, no. What happened was I I got to it last week and I was like, I got to do these rankings. And then, so I've been working on them, and I got a little help along the way, get some extra pair of eyes and stuff. Um, big help from Robert Mershak. <gasps> uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 kind of interesting and, and kind of exciting. I could I could do a little, um, I could give you a little sneak preview if you wanted on on people. Uh, yeah, I would love that. Actually, I don't know if the DVR likes it. I don't know how he. Feels but I did it. try to correct spelling errors. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> Seriously. So, like, I was like, wait, Matt Olson is with an O. I have this problem. I know, where, the- I know where your pain points are now, though, after editing, like, the last few. <laughs> you don't even edit them. You don't even catch them. You can't say you edit them. Well, oh, no, 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 no. The first time, I trusted you to spell player names right. Like, that's like... <laughs> yeah, you probably should. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, after people joke. started correcting in the comments, I'm like, let me take another Angrily look at this correcting. Thing. Like, seriously, dude, we're supposed to take your advice. You don't even know how to spell Olson. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, I spell Olsen O-L. I, I have been. Same with Glenn Colton. I spell Colton C-O-L-T-E-N, but it's C-O-L-T-O-N. And Olsen O-L-S-E-N, but it's O-L-S-O-N. I, I, I think it's just, it's like a blind spot for me. It's fine. That's what we're here for. As your editorial thank you. I appreciate saviors. It. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I got to move guys around. Like every day you could move them around. Every single day things change. Are you going to have the newly drafted players on there? Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. So I got it's score Go sheet. Score sheet supplemental draft is up uh, in a few days. Okay. And my team is terrible. as is tradition. <laughs> but I have the fourth. I have the fourth pick. Okay. Um, I, I assume that the dude, the Mets guy, uh, Kumal Rocker is going to go first like just no the buzz based like around nope. really he will not no he shouldn't he's not gonna go first all right no, he won't go first he won't even be the first pitcher you don't think so no it's got to be jack lighter jack lighter's better all right. I, I mean kumar rocker i'm actually higher on kumar rocker than most people but i'm really high on jack lighter but i don't think that's well at four that's who you might be talking about but what i mean you're thinking about who the guys should be well i'm just thinking like at four 
is there someone like Blue Chippy I can get or should I trade that? Because right now I got. Uh, yeah, this there's decent. This is very good. Four is fine. Yeah, four is four, four is, is really I mean, good because I think yeah, four is you'd have pretty good. Mayor, your choice of basically Mayor Lawler, like one of those guys should be there. Watson, because I would assume I like Watson. Light like lighter's probably gone, but like one of those four guys has to be there. Depends. I'm not sure about score sheet though. I mean, is score sheet what what is the format? Is it two catcher leagues or one catcher league? This is a. Uh, it's a sim. 24. So, so like yeah. you, you need one of everything, but then you need like a regular bench, and you can mix and match. And defense matters a lot too. So even like, Hen- like oh. if Henry Davis stays behind the plate, which I think most people think he stays, his arm is fantastic. He's probably at least an average defensive catcher. Like that could be pretty big in score sheet. But yeah, he's a pretty bad defensive catcher in receiving. But that's not going to matter by the time he comes up because they're going to be robo umps based on what happened to Fulton Aweth this weekend. <laughs> oh my God! All wow. right, so thanks for the help with the score sheet. Go ahead. Yeah, Take no, no, all no. segues. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm staying in. No, I think four is a really so, good spot. You're going to get a really yeah, nice player. Yeah, four is a great spot. Do right. not trade. Don't trade from four, and don't trade up to one. I How mean, should I order my top five? How about that? Okay. Uh, score sheet league, it's different. Don't worry about. Go, don't worry I, about score sheet. It's a, if you're a good pitcher, you're amazing, and if you can hit an OBP, then you're fine. Hitting an OBP, but how soon do they come up? It's going to be a while till they come up. How far away are you from competing? That matters a little bit. Like if you're on the verge of competing, Jack Leiter, I like a lot. Uh, Max Mayer, I think Max Mayer goes one. I think. Well, let's put it this way: if it were fantasy baseball first year player draft right now, you got to put Maxwell Mayer one. All right. He's got to go one. Um, I would actually go, I think I would go lighter two, but that's me. And I don't usually go pitchers, but something about this kid. I just really like him. And then uh, maybe, I mean, maybe Davis three. It's like a poor man, Spencer Torkelson, and then Khalil Watson four. Kind of like that. I'm not a huge Jordan Lawler guy. Like, and I know other people are people who I really like, like him a lot, but you know, I like that he went to Arizona. It's a good spot for him. I can see him being the shortstop there for a long time. He's going to be a really good player. But for fantasy, don't know. Don't know. That's how, that's how I would do my top four, at least right now. I would go Mayer, Leiter, Davis, Watson. DVR, what would you do? I'd go Mayer, then I'd go Watson, too. Because because unless you're unless you're in the situation you described where Leiter's going to be pitching for you right away and you're going to be good right away, I think you want the better long-term player, the, the safer, air quotes, long-term player. And a guy that stays up the middle with tools like that, I mean, that's a huge difference maker. So I'd go yeah. Mayer, Watson, mm-hmm. Lighter, and I think I'd go Lawler fourth out of that bunch. You go Lawler ahead of Davis? I think I'd go Lawler over Davis for score sheet especially. Especially if, de- if defense has something to do with it. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. I could oh, see yeah, that. there is I still, Lawler. I, huh? st- I still like I still like Lighter, though. I, I don't know. There's something special about that guy to me. There's just something about, like, it's got a Ken Griffey Jr. feel to it, like, very similar. Like, could be a ridiculous pitcher. But Rocker's not in your, in your top four, probably. Love him for ten, at 10 for the Mets. Love him for at 10. Well, I, got, him, I got Kevin Maiton at number three, and then I'm going back down to uh, Khalil. What? I'm just Who? kidding. No, Kevin oh, Maiton. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you're talking about the... Kevin Maiton. Who is Kevin Maiton again? Is that the kid who was on the Braves and then... Yeah, you don't remember him? You, you know yeah, what? You, yeah, can't yeah. Even, you can Google and you can go on... Like, you cannot find a thing about what he's doing right now. Yeah, it's crazy. A, he he had struggles. He had he had a lot of struggles. Like, that was that was weird. I think it was, there was weight involved, right? He got yeah. really, yeah. really big. He's only played four games in 2021 at the CPX level, according to the Fangraphs designations. I think that would be... Complex ball, I think is what CPX stands for. He's only 21, but yeah, that... Um, you know, one guy who's in that sort of world, Jason Dominguez, has, has made his way to low A and is mashing. Mashing. Let me ask mashing. you guys, I know, Ian, I know you took a lot of time to put together this rundown, um, but I want to know, like, and I was thinking about this the other day, like a family in Staten Island, there were pictures of the Staten Island Yankees ballpark, like overgrown grass, not tended to. And it just got me thinking, like, with all these minor league teams gone, are we going to have to look at these? Like, I, lo- I love looking at minor league numbers. You know, you can see how a guy progresses as he goes up, more home runs, keeps a good average, gets some steals. Um, are we going to have to kind of refocus the way we look at these or kind of just change just a little bit of the way we look at minor league stats? Because, you know, obviously competition is going to be harder now. With You know, you get rid of so many teams, you're getting rid of some lower-end players, a bunch of them. Um, are, are we going to be looking at maybe – 
not as impressive minor league numbers and like a kind of a new standard or no? No, I, I, I don't think that's the issue. I think here, here's, here's, I think what is new and what should people should be aware of. If there was ever a time to really dig into minor league numbers, this is the year to do it. Like this is the year to find guys because you're talking about a whole year last year where you really didn't pick up anybody on the minor league side of the ball during the season. I'm talking about dynasty leagues, right? But now this year, you know, you really like, there's so many guys. There's a guy who I just heard about today um, for the first time from uh, imaginary brick wall, Michael Halpern. I've talked about him on the show before. And I, I actually, I, I subscribe to his Patreon and he brought up Averson Ortega shortstop for the giants. And who's just killing the ball in low A, 18 years old, good prospect. And it's just going crazy right now. And I went to grab him in Devil's Rejects, and Brett Sarah picked him up about 30 minutes before me, which was disappointing. Um, but then we grabbed him in my other Dynasty League. So that's a, a real under-the-radar name for this weekend for pickups. Averson, A-E-V-E-R-S-O-N, Ortega. Short stuff for the Giants. Uh, you know, imaginary brick wall Michael is saying that at this time next year, he could be a top 10 prospect. So, you know, that the, those that's that's serious stuff, you know, and there are, there are a lot of guys this year that are popping up. So if you're in Dynasty Leagues, do the extra research and like look at the prospects, the prospect roundup every day. You know what I mean? Like really see because guys are going to pop up and they're going to be real ball players. So you got two years worth of guys to pick up in minor leagues this year is is what I would say is the big difference. I think baseball is baseball. They're going to be guys who, you know, it's sad that there are less leagues but less teams. But other than that, that's what I think. TVR, what do you think? Well, I think the... Oh, you spell Averson A-E-V-E-R? Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a tough spelling to to pick up on at first, but... Um, Averson Ortega. Go get him, guys. Man, I, so my general thoughts about prospects right now, I, I, I put it into the column over the weekend. I didn't go in depth with how I feel about it. I just kind of put it out there as more of a... This is going to be a weird deadline because teams are increasingly reluctant to trade top 50 prospects, right? You look back the last mm-hmm. five years, I think only like one or two have been dealt, depending on where you draw the cutoffs. Like Taylor Trammell, I think, is the only top 50 prospect who's been traded the last couple of years. This year's different because not having 2020 minor league stats breaks the models a bit. And teams scaled back on scouting. So some teams scaled back on scouting. So you don't have as much information. Teams do not have as much information. Some teams do not have as much information, which means they're going to make mistakes. They are going to let players go via trade that they shouldn't let go. And I think they're going to be guys that, because they were spending the first month, possibly the first two months of the minor league season, knocking the rust off, their overall numbers are not going to look good, right? I mean, think about it. The minor league season started a a month later than the major league season. We know the impact of one bad month in the first half when it's a a three and a half month window. That impact is greater when we're talking about a two and a half month window, which is what we're evaluating players on right now. So all that to say is I just think we're in an extremely fun and volatile time for prospect leagues, keeper and dynasty, pickups you can make, trades you can make. But I think we're actually going to look back at this trade deadline. We're going to see some names that move. We're not even going to be that excited about those names when we're analyzing them in a couple of weeks. And we're going to look back a year or two from now and say, whoa, I can't believe this team actually got this guy in that deal, which is not usually and there the are case, right? Teams. right? And there's, there are specific teams that are the best at this. The Dodgers, the Rays, those guys, those teams, and that's why their teams are so good. Like going back, Josiah Gray is getting picked up. Did you pick up Josiah Gray in a league in GDD the other day? DVR, somebody did. Uh, I, I picked him up in Tout Wars. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you picked him up in Tout Wars, right? That's where I saw it. I, I, I connected you to that. And Josiah Gray was traded for Yasiel Puig from the Reds. That was a really good trade by the Dodgers. And and I think that that's the same for Dynasty League owners. Like, if you're willing to do the work, we talked about this, I guess, about a month ago, about how hard with Cushing. We talked about, like, how much time do you spend looking over the waiver wire? It is the waiver wire, everybody. It is the key to the whole darn game in Dynasty, in redraft, in everything. Because the waiver wire, like, if you do that research and you figure it out and you say, you know what? I'm going to use this guy. I'm going to float this guy. I'm going to bring this guy. You get, you make your team better. You can make your team better every single week. And that's what the Rays do. And that's what the Dodgers do. And that's why they're two of the best teams in baseball and will be for a long time. I mean, the Dodgers, they, they have a ridiculous farm system and they have the best team in baseball. Not the best, but they have one of the, they will be. The, I, 
They will be the best. I think they're going to win the World Series. The Dodgers went and got a Yoshi Susugo and fixed him, and then he got hurt. Imagine if he didn't that- get hurt. Well, Dodgers don't, I mean, Dodgers don't have to go around doing that stuff, you know? Dodgers are so good, man. I mean, the idea that they could get Pujols to come and just be like the old man sitting there playing two days a week against lefties and pinch hitting every day. I mean, I think for the Dodgers, he must be hitting over 350 because his average was like 210 and now it's up to like 248. Like he's, I mean, they, they just, everything they touch. I know they're not winning many games right now, but they'll be there at the end of the season. They, you don't want to face, you don't want to face that team in the playoffs because as far as I'm concerned, them, the, the Astros, and the Rays, and I think those are the class of the league right now. And the Red Sox, I guess. I mean, I freaking Man, the Sox. Brewers pitching is nasty. Not, not to be a Brewers fanboy, but I, I keep hearing people talking about how they've got you know, rest-of-season projections with three Brewers in the top 10 between Woodruff and Burns and Peralta. You think about that in the postseason? That, that's yes, actually nasty. starting pitching that can lock down any offense in the league if they're going right. I mean, that's that's really true. Actually, it's pretty exciting. And hand it off, hand it off to that bullpen too. Bull, if yeah. Williams is healthy, yeah. in theory, and Hater, in theory, yeah. You, no, I mean it, that's 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 pretty good practice too. Also, the freaking Red Sox got Marcelo Mayer. By the way, I called him Maxwell Mayer earlier. That's wrong. Marcelo Mayer. Um, the, the Red Sox got him at four, and there was a great article. Was it in the Athletic talking about um, the the scouting of Marcelo Mayer? It was an awesome article. That like this Red Sox scout had been scouting him for like two years and would drive three hours to every game of his, and then they ended up getting him. Like ridiculous. Yeah, I, it's gonna be he's gonna be really good. I don't think they even expected to be able to get him. I think just about no. every draft projection had him going somewhere in the top three. He could have went one one to the Pirates, he's but like, I think the the thing I didn't Tigers. realize the Tigers cut a deal with Jackson Job. And is that why did they cut a deal with him? Yeah, I was I was reading any sense, I was reading man. some of the stuff that that Eric Longenhagen did over at Fangraphs, and that was the explanation that I needed. I was like, okay, like I'd I'd heard that Job was the best right-handed uh, high school pitcher in the class, yes, which is, sure. is fine. But those guys are so risky, and yeah, I mean, I don't get Mayor, it. he might be a star. Like I I was surprised that uh, they didn't go a few different directions with that pick just because it was so early and they had- I'd be curious to know what Paul Sporer felt once he saw Marcelo Mayer not get picked oh. because all the all the hubbub was that Marcelo Mayer like the Tigers were just praying for Mayer to show up but then it really looked like Pittsburgh was going to take him I and mean, it was it was a bit of a surprise but then Pittsburgh did I think we talked about it last week Pittsburgh did a remarkable job getting guys and getting Davis under slot so they could get Bubba Chandler and they could get Mazzucato I mean they 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 really did they really did a fine job. This is turned into a rates and barrels show. Look at no, us. No, not really. No. no, no, because we're talking about guys. We're talking about we're talking about college. This is something I think that baseball is screwed up, and hopefully they're figuring out a way to fix it. Like the NBA draft is awesome. The NFL draft is awesome. It like overtakes people's. You know, the NFL draft is like one of the biggest times of the year. It's always around my birthday. April 21st, 22nd is, is tends to be when it is. And baseball never has done this. And they're missing out because you can make these kids into stars right now. Khalil Watson, Khalil Watson falling to 16 to the Marlins makes no sense. He's going to be a star, that kid. He's going to be great. I think they're getting Love there, him. aren't they? They're getting there. Nah, they're not. Look, like, All-Star Weekend, I think, gives it a higher I'm calling profile. him Maxwell Mayer, dude. How, <laughs> how, you know what I mean? Well, but I mean, as far as I knew, that was just a nickname that I missed somewhere along the way. <laughs> no, but that's I'm the point. Marcello, you must go by Max. That I makes mean, sense. Marcello. Yeah. Marcello. Hey, Marcello Mayer. Marcello Mayer. <laughs> Michael Pellucci. All of my old friends. Man, you should get back into acting and do... Um, I am like, working on an Ariel Cohen talking with Christopher Walken, which I could oh, show you guys after the show. No, yeah, why don't you just do it during the show. What's keep, wrong with doing it? Nah, it's too long. Keep the tarp too on long. that one. No, for there's no week. such thing. Yeah, Come no. on. No, no, no. no. By the no, way, no, Ian no, no, Khan no. swore in front of my two-year-old uh, and, yeah, and I, I guess my seven-week-old. I did. It's true. And all she said on the rest of the car ride was the F word. <laughs> You're lying. She did not. <laughs> don't, don't, don't believe that. That's that's some East Coast lying for you. I could tell that you were like, oh, no, did he really? No. Yeah. No. no. By the way, I think and I think this is a compliment to, uh, and I don't mean to be, you know, like, uh, man, I want to, now I want to say so many bad words, but I know DVR has got to add them out. I don't want to be frothing all over you, but uh, my wife paid a compliment. She, she'd never heard you talk before in real life. And she's like, wow, I can't believe he does that George Washington voice and he sounds like that in real life. How about that? Hey, 
How about that? I, I'm more impressed with the R.L. Cohen voice. I do have far <laughs> too much fun doing that. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Oh man, I hope people I hope people are still listening. Are you still listening? We're about to talk Yankees. About Derek Hill. I, well, oh, are we just gonna skip uh, over the Yankee stuff? No, 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 we can do the Yankees. Well, I mean you sure. moved it up to number one. Like that was that was like number thirteen no, when no, I went no. to bed last night. Greg Allen versus Hoi Jun Park. No, that was not me. I would pay money DR. for you guys to fly a plane together. <laughs> Why? Because in midnight run, be they actually fly a plane. They actually fly a plane together. Oh boy! I, I, I now I have to watch midnight run. I was going to watch it anyway. Now I really have to watch it and see what happens <laughs> in that scenario. But I imagine if you, if the two of you guys were flying the plane, there'd be a little bit of ambiguity about who the captain was and who the co-pilot was. So you'd both be like adjusting the plane a lot, and it, <laughs> the plane would still get where it needs to go, and it would Absolutely. still land safely. I'm very Hopefully confident some, in that. With, with some laughs along the yes, way. Yes, there, there would be hijinks and laughter along the way, That's for sure. Want. That's what you want these days. People aren't driving cars anymore. They they, they want they want to know about Averson Ortega. They want to know about... You know, Marcello, like that's what it's about. We're 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 under the radar. We're not we're not rates and barrels. Rates and barrels is a this the, but this this, this is a what this is this, is, this is what we are. Well, it's the it's the class of the of the industry, right, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, award the FSWA award winning FSWA winning. We were nominated. Very nice to be nominated, by the way. Always nice to be nominated. A, very nice to be nominated for that award. That was really fun. We're gonna hopefully get nominated again this year. That would be pretty fun. Yeah, I think again. we only well, skipped a year. No, FSGA skipped a year. FSW yeah. didn't. Yeah, well, so we can talk Derek Hill then, and we'll get back to the Yankees. Derek Hill, everybody is sleeping in dynasty leagues, and even maybe to an extent in redraft leagues, on a guy who every time he gets on base steals second. <laughs> I mean, he just runs. He runs. He runs. He runs. Former first round pick, known for his defense, but he came up, he hit, and he he came up, hit home runs, stole bases, then hurts himself, goes out for a couple of weeks. Daz Cameron comes up, he does the same thing. Des Cameron gets hurt. Dirk Hill comes back. And what does he do over the weekend? First two games back, steals two bases. Picked him up everywhere. He's available in my yeah. Dynasty League. 1% rostered in the CBS yeah. universe. Under the radar. The first Just, uh, Derek, Derek Hill back on bench. That's the first update on CBS. Well, no, no, no. That's fine. But what I'm, what I'm saying is he's worth a minor league pickup for sure. Without question. And nobody was picking him up. I was like, why is nobody picking him up? I'm picking him up. Boom. All right. Got him. I'm picking him up. Because then he's a good trade chip, too. You know, if he plays for a couple of weeks and all of a sudden, like I just traded yesterday with Rabbi Ari Sunshine. Should give him a, a sound at this point. I think you um, should. What should it be? I don't know. Who's Baruch No. Uh, okay. oh, that seems like um, the low hanging fruit. Yeah. That's why I said no. That's but why then you still I, did. I did it. <laughs> nah, I, I, I backed off. I backed off. Anyway. Did you? Uh, did you how I, much I mean, more of that? How longer was that going to go? I could go far, you know. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Traded Davy Garcia straight up for Charlie Blackman. Um, and very happy with that trade. You love Davy Garcia. You gave up Davy Garcia. I did happily gave up Davy Garcia because I was thinking of dropping him. Because he's not coming up. Uh, he's really struggling, and I've got this is the team I share with Mershak. And basically, Mershak is handling the bottom of our roster. Like he he has full call over like the bottom four or five guys, and he's finding so many amazing players, like really remarkable. What I was talking about earlier about this is the season. Like if you can't do all the research, get yourself a partner like a Robert Mershak, because he's going to get you the Glenn Ottos. Did we talk about Glenn Otto on the show? No, nope. I don't do think we, so. Do, I remember that Glenn Otto? You gotta pick him up in. Uh, he's a Yankee uh, pitcher. He's striking out. I mean, DVR, can you pull up his numbers real quick? Because my computer is spinning, which is bizarre. 
You want double A or triple A? I want just what he did this. Can you read the numbers of what this season looks like, please? That's all you need to do. You know, I want to pick up your guy. I have too many outfielders, though. Well, okay. Should I drop Victor Robles for him? No. All right, I'll do it. No. No. Glenn Otto is 25 years old. He was at double A to begin the season. Mm -hmm. 317 ERA, .92 whip, 103 Ks in 65 and a third innings. It's 14 Ks per nine. And uh, under two walks per nine. Didn't have a home run issue. He's now at AAA. Is he... I don't know enough about his arsenal. Is he a good enough pitcher to actually be a back-end starter? I know the numbers are amazing. Or is he actually more of a glue guy reliever for them? I think he's going to be a starter for them. Really? Yep, I do. Hmm. I do. I, I'm Glenn Otto, just pick him up. If he's available, just say that strikeouts to innings ratio one more time, please. And how many walks? Strikeout to walks is 103 to 14 at double A. The only thing I'm okay, costing people here. To, 20, he's 25 years old. He's very old for that level. You okay. All right, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Well, I'm not saying break the bank. But the interesting I'm thing is the command used to be the issue. He always had walk rates basically of five and above everywhere he pitched. And to be under two this year, something may have clicked. Okay, and that's what I'm always looking for with with guys who struggle with command but have some success. Like Robbie Ray coming into the year, I was like, we got to get yourself your Robbie Ray. And if you remember what I said, I was at 26. He had his first start was 28 um, pitches that day. Remember, I talked about it. And I said, I'm getting Robbie Ray everywhere. You're like, why? He's crazy. I said, because he pitched 28 pitches, 26 for strikes. The stuff has always been remarkable if he finds his command. And I'm, I'm not saying Glenn Otto is going to be Robbie Ray, but I'm saying there's a similar story there. And those numbers you can't, these are these are not, you know, they're not high school hitters. These are guys who are getting paid to hit, play baseball. He's going to come up and he's going to be successful. But Glenn you can't, Otto. I mean, Robbie Ray is endlessly frustrating too. No, he's not. For, he's I, endlessly, uh, not now. Not this year. He's endlessly brilliant this year. Right now, this year. But I mean, like, what happens in a month when he's back up to 4.68 ERA? I don't know. There's no way he's up to it. This this is looking pretty real. He still has a home run problem. Yeah, but 107 innings, 2.93 ERA, 1.04 whip, 138 strikeouts on 107 innings. How many walks? Like, compared to what he did before. Yeah, only 27 so far this season. Right. And that was his main issue. Another guy that's sort of like that is Carson Smith. I wanted to talk about Carson Smith a little bit. Um, Go ahead, man. This is your show. Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry. But it's just related (laughs) because of Arizona in my head. Carson Smith gave up 10 runs last week to, I think it was the Dodgers. And right before the start, I was like, I'm not starting him. (laughs) I'm a little too scared of of that start. And it's in uh, DVR's league. And then I was like, all right, he's pitching. Last night he pitched against the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals, right? No, no, no. The, the Mills play the Cardinals. Uh, I forget. No, the Pirates. Oh, you're talking about Caleb the Smith. Not the, Caleb not the Smith. old Red Sox reliever that got hurt. You're talking about Caleb Smith. Um, Khan is annoying. <laughs> Can somebody please write? It calls Carson Caleb Smith. Carson Smith, Maxwell Mayer. It's like just pathetic. Anyway, Caleb Smith. What's on your mind, man? Is something going on? Yeah, no, no I'm good. Actually, real good. Um. So Caleb Smith, I was thinking about it last night, and I was like, you know what? I like starting guys who have good stuff right after they get blown out because they're going to spend every day between the blowout and their next start thinking about that first pitch. And like, I'm not going to let that happen again. And that's what was my thinking on Caleb Smith last night. And threw him in there. He threw six and two-thirds, got the win. I think he had eight strikeouts, really pitched well. It's just something to think about sometimes. When a guy that you respect, the guy, a guy that you like, sometimes a blow-up, the next start is going to be awesome. It's not It's not like, well, he blew up last time, so I'm not going to start him. It's like sometimes if you think about the psychology of the player and you go, that's my kind of player. Like, I, I believe in that kind of guy. He's he's tough. I'll I'll put him back in to start. Just something to think about. Uh, do you want to talk about Jose De Leon getting DFA'd? Do you? No. Oh, I, got it. I, mean, I don't want to bring that up. Oh, shoot. I missed that. Yeah, right. What happened? Uh, he was DFA'd. I think from Michael Lorenzen, some garbage like that. But I mean, you know, Pirates will pick him up. He'll be fine. <laughs> Pirates will pick him up. Louis Brinson's been recalled. So it's kind of like bittersweet uh, last 24 hours for me. I get you. I get and you. And my daughter How learned a new word. 
So it's been a very bittersweet 24 hours for me. Well, yeah, it's tough. It's real tough. Oh, also, I, I just learned I don't have Josiah Gray in Tower Wars. I actually got outbid. I thought I would a nice stealthy little bid on him. And uh, no, Michael Rathburn actually outbid me. So uh, Rathburn. Yeah, he's doing well. Fantasy yep. Wrath. Yep. The Wrath of Burn. <laughs> All right, let's not talk about Jose De Leon. <laughs> All right, let's move on from Jose De Leon. Or that play on words. Uh, you want you, you uh, got Hoy, you what you putting Greg Allen Hoy Jun Park versus Trey Amber your Amber Gay. Well, you put Greg Allen in there, and then I I'm did. like, you know, I put Greg Allen. If we're gonna talk about like a possible starter for the Yankees, mm-hmm. um, might as well like Hoy Jun Park is the guy who replaced Tim LaCastro when he got pulled uh, the night before he was out with the ACL. Which I, I don't know if he was injured that night or if it came the next day, whatever. But um, and we talked about him on the show. You know how we feel about him. And yep, uh, like Trey Ambergie, um, someone picked him up and he started. He started, I think, at least one game for the Yankees. And he hit a home run. Is he the one who hit the home run yeah, and stole a base in the like same 90, game? He's wearing 97. You know, he's one of those Yankees, you know, Clint Frazier, Aaron Judge, high-numbered cult hero types. So I was just wondering if you'd pick up Greg Allen, you know, within the context gr- of those two. So in A.L. Labor, I went to pick up Greg Allen this week. I had him down for a buck. And then he stole another base on Sunday night, Sunday night baseball. And I went back and I put down two bucks. And I was like, God, I mean, I need to go three. And Colton and the Wolfman did three. Jerks. So oh, and where are you line. in relation to them in the standings? Mm, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Mm. What's the problem? <laughs> you're, the most, you're the most superstitious guy I know, man. It's not superstition. It's amazing. It's not. It's not superstition. I just DVR DVR and I talked about it, and he's like, "Yeah, you got to be careful what you say. Like, just shut up because otherwise you're gonna sound nit. yeah." So no, nothing, nothing to say, nothing to say. Things are going well in AL AL labor. Right. It's 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 I mean, in it's in pretty good shape. You lose Greg Allen, who cares, right? Right. No, it's point. okay. It's a, no, no, it's not a problem. But, but, but I like Greg Allen, and I think uh, here's what I saw for the Yankees. I saw Greg Allen stealing bases. I saw Greg Allen like taking chances. I saw Greg Allen like changing the the flavor of the team a little bit because the Yankees are a boring team to watch. Period. Unless Greg uh, Garrett oh, wait, Cole. Amber Gay's <laughs> hurt. Never mind. Amber Gay hurt his hamstring last night. Oh no, that was the yeah that, that was that was during the game. He did get hurt. He looked like he got hurt. Too. Oh man. He All looked right. hurt and he stayed in the game. And it was like, are you serious? Another guy hurt? Like the Yankees are but but I kind of like this Greg Allen pickup. I, I like Greg Allen. I mean short term because Judge comes back. I do think the Yankees are gonna make a trade for a center fielder. I I, I would I would not be surprised to see Starling Marte. Oh uh, Charlie Blackman? Is that why you picked him up? No, no, no. Uh-huh. I I picked up Charlie Blackman just as a as a replacement player. Uh, just for a couple of weeks, uh, and and I think he'll be good next year. I have a feeling. I have a feeling he's going to be good. So I think he's going to have a, a good comeback because I think he's going to go into his last year of his contract. I think he's. I think he's going to play. I think it, the other thing was he stole a base this weekend, and it was like, all right, he's deciding. Whenever I see a guy steal a base that he hasn't done in a while, it's to me, it's his way of saying I'm changing things up. Like I want to become like the old player that I was. And Blackman used to steal bases, if you remember. So I just figured, and and interestingly, if you remember the Jason Dominguez trade, I traded Charlie Morton and Charlie Blackman at the time for the number one pick and used it on Jason Dominguez. This was like two and a half years ago. So I got him back for Davey Garcia, and I feel good about that because Garcia has been pretty trash this year. I mean, I'm sorry to say, but like he's all screwed up. So he he's not somebody who who is worthy of a roster spot on this minor league team with 20 spots at this point. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 
right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Alcides Escobar. Is that where you want it to go? Yeah, I did. I just want to say for NL only players. I do want to. Think, you want to talk Jaron Duran at some point, or is he too above the radar? No, no, totally. We I don't know. Totally he doesn't seem like he's under the radar, though, right? Oh no, he's still under the radar, and I love all the questions you put in there. All right, let's talk Alcides uh, Escobar. Just real quick on Alcides yeah, Escobar. It's a teaser. It's a teaser. I really kind of wished that I really want to play an NL only. I love playing an AL only so much because it makes you like really go under the radar for guys. And Alcides Escobar is a really good pickup right now in NL only. Because he can't be too expensive because everyone remembers him as like this no-hit fielder. But like he's just getting stronger. He's getting older. He used to be a speed guy. He hit one out this weekend that was like a, a shot. He's leading off in front of Turner and Soto. And Soto's insane. And Turner's insane. So it's like, I don't know. I I, I just thought people should, if you're an NL only, uh, Alcides Escobar. I mean, you could even dare to say in a 20-team, picking up Alcides Escobar as a middle infielder is, it, you could be in the conversation. DBR, is that nuts? I don't. I don't know if he's going to hit enough, man. I don't know if LCD's Escobar, like why? If we have so much information on him as a hitter, not being good enough. Like even though he's playing a lot, is he going to hit enough to keep that job? He'll keep that job until. I mean, Castro's out. He's been. He's he's on administrative leave, um, and they obviously they didn't want Luis Garcia. I don't know what's going on there, but he's. I mean, just look. He's hitting three sixteen with an OPS. Over 800. Yeah, and I know it's early, he's, but... He's old now. Holy cow. He's 34. He's been around I know, forever. But, but, like, but like, Willie, but I know, but that's when they get... Sometimes that's when they get good. I can't I can't get yeah. on board here. I know playing... To, NL only. NL only, I get it. Anyone who's playing, you, you need them, but they've got to find an upgrade. They've got to find someone more interesting. It's, it's a nice story if he's good. But we're talking about a guy that has well over 5,000 career plate appearances. And he has been almost thirty percent below a league average hitter for that time. Like that is, yeah, it is remarkable. I get it, but he's leading off right now for the Nationals, and people grow into something. And he's bigger. He's not as thin. He used to be thinner. It's like he ate some pizza over the pandemic. Good for him. Yeah, he's got a little bit more punch to his game. Good for him. Hasn't helped me. He's leading off for the Nationals. Got some pizza, and it's not. It's not helping me the same way. It's helping LCD's Escobar. Apparently not, but boy, it's really helping him. He's hitting the ball. He's seeing the ball. It's a, he's in his senior year, right? If we go back to the freshman, junior, sophomore, junior, senior, he's an absolute senior. He's been around. He's seen everything. He's like, yeah, I'm not scared. What are, what are you going to do? I'm not scared. I want a championship. I think he won that. I think he won a World Series in Kansas City, right? Just, yeah, 05, he had to have been on that team, right? No, yeah. wait, that was the White Sox, 06? No, no, no. He was on the 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 Hosmer winning team, the yeah, Hosmer yeah. Mustakas winning team. I know I'm pretty sure. I, I so, don't know what year it is. Is what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's sort of like you know, it's, it's like that as Drupal Cabrera at the end of his career. You know, it's like you know, he's worth certainly NL only. I'm picking him up for picking him up. No question. Love it. Lyle, love it. He's back, everybody. Let's talk Jaron Duran. Uh, yes. DVR. Uh, so someone was asking me what I thought of Jaron Duran, and I'm like, I, you know, he's like a Johnny Damon, like 80% Johnny Damon. And he's like, well, I think he's 80% Jacoby Ellsbury. I'm like, <laughs> it was Craig and Ch- our boy Craig in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, isn't that kind of the same thing? But no, no I guess yeah, not. I guess not. Yeah, those, those players are pretty different. I mean. Are they? It's like, I think of like 20, 20 homers, 50 steals, maybe. El- Ellsbury, I always Yikes. thought of as more of a top-heavy production guy with that speed ceiling. Damon, maybe a little more balanced, but. It doesn't matter. I mean, I I think it's funny that every every comp for Jaron Duran is a, is a Red Sox player. I think the the one they were using on on Sunday night was like Trot Nixon. It's like, hey, yeah, they did. Twenty nine right. other teams worth the players. You could compare them to any of them. That would also work. The, the thing I see in Jaron Duran is is the rapidly increasing power from last yeah. year. It's not just the thing that happened in 2021 it happened at the alternate site i think we could have two years where that power would be way up if there had been games last year i think he did a good job of, of proving that the the growth that was reported last year was real obviously if you go up a level and hit for more power than you've ever shown before you've changed something for the better i think there's a chance i mean ellsbury because of the injuries it's really hard to know like just how good he would have been over multiple years and i think people probably have a, a skewed perception of him because of the contract and the injuries and all that stuff too. But I think Duran has a chance to be, I don't know if he's going to be a first rounder in fantasy at his peak, but he could be a five category player. He could be an early rounder and he could be a fixture in this lineup for a long time because it's a good hit tool. 
It's growing power. It's legitimate speed. And he's a good center fielder. And I think that ticks every box that you're looking for for someone who can yeah. max out playing time, especially in a lineup that is good right now and should be it's good for really a while good. with Devers and Bogarts there as, as long-term fixtures too. And J.D. Martinez is there and Mar- and Maxwell Mayer's coming. See what I did? Um, Duran had a home run on Sunday that was deeply impressive. Now, it was all Fulton Awitz, and I do have I've got to talk about this umpire that totally blew a call. Um, but Duran hit one out to left field, and it just kept going. My comp for him is Kyle Tucker. What do you think of that? I don't think you we know what Kyle Tucker is yet. Nah, we kind of know what Kyle Tucker is. I think the Kyle Tucker comp is... I, I like that better than the Red Sox comps so far. Yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, he's got that. He's got length, he's tall, he's thin, he's got, you know... But I like his swing better than I like Kyle Tucker's swing. There was some Gary, um, there was some Gary Marshall there. Listen, guys, <laughs> Gary Marshall's here. He's so exciting <laughs> now that Afino is I, my favorite Italian guy. I'm from the Bronx. Um, it's funny because I was just getting text messages from his daughter because we're talking about the TV show. Um, have we but, talked about the TV show on air? We just did. All right, great. Um, <laughs> Do I got to nice. bleep that too? No, no, you're fine. Jaron Duran, Jaron Duran is is beloved by Alex Cora already. Cora's like, he's up and he's going to stay. Let's hope he can stay up. And that lineup, all of a sudden, you move Verdugo down to six and Hunter Renfro to seven and Vasquez to eight. I mean, and Ricky Hernandez is killing it at the top of that lineup. They look awesome. Awesome. Three-two pitch. No, two-two pitch to Fulton. Fulton Awitz on the mound. Curveball right over the center of the plate. Two outs. Down two nothing. Literally right down the center of the plate. Jonah Heim moves slightly. The umpire blew it. I mean, it wasn't even close. It was strike three. Next pitch, grand slam. Now he's down six nothing instead of two nothing getting out. And and I had him going nail labor. He gives up ten runs in two innings. Terrible. Terrible. Disgusting. Disgusting. But you know, I'm ready for the robo umps at this point after that. Uh but you had You know why uh, I thought you were a man of the people. You're gonna cost real human being umpires their jobs. You feel good about that? No, no, no. He can still be there. They can still be there, but I don't want it. Here's how I think it should work. I think that they do the robo-ump and that from the dugout, you can check two times over the course of a game. Check the That'll that'll definitely keep the game moving. That sounds like a great idea. I don't care about keeping the game moving. I'm I'm trying to come up with a, come up with a, uh, you know, a better, a better plan here. So two times you can check and we can, it's an immediate check. And it's like, he missed the call. And then you get two times to check. If those two are right, you get another time to check. And you keep getting every time the umpire gets it wrong. And you use it. I, I think it should definitely be used because that was that changed the game. It went from two nothing to ten nothing. It's a big difference. And it was all emotional. Fulton Awitz, I mean, I, that that's it for Fulty for me. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Because he, he just looked like he didn't want to be out there. And you can't can't do that. Just can't do that. But who do you have? You had Dynasty. Do you trade Glaber for for Duran? That's a very interesting question to me. Do you trade Glaber for Duran, Nando Defino? Uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, so I made the mistake of trading away Jaron Duran uh, a couple months ago, not thinking this hot streak in Worcester was for real, like the power. I thought the speed was, and it was what a good. It, it was a good deal. It was Dynasty League. I got a, I got the number one pick in the twenty twenty three first year draft. Um, oh, hit the guy's first round pick in the twenty twenty three first round draft. And Alex Verdugo for George Springer and Jaron Duran. Which, you know, Springer costs a lot of money and Verdugo is like nothing. Okay. Keep in well, mind yeah, that, that, you know. Yeah. Still. Okay. All right. And I got this Dur- is I mean, Scott White's league? No, no. This is a this is a AL oh, by the way, AL only. My bad. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. AL All only. Right. Uh, you know, whatever. Like I knew so it was actually Chad Dennings, our Red Sox writer, who preseason when we asked all the writers, you know, who's who's the Who's a surprise guy in your team? He's the one who turned me on to Jaron Duran in the first place. No one's going to take him, and I took him in the second round of our uh, first-year player draft, whatever, rookie draft. Um, so I was kind of like, all right, you know, I, I didn't spend a lot of capital to get him, which you can't be thinking, but that's kind of how I was thinking. Uh, you know, so I demanded a first-round pick back. You know? I feel okay yep. about it. Okay. All right. Well, that, 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 there we go. I'm going to rebuild, um, which I know sending Duran out is the opposite of rebuilding. But I have, it's it's a nine keeper league. I already have like thirteen. So, okay. Well, anyway. Yes. So yeah, we, I would what want about Glaber for Duran right now. I think I want Glaber still, just because the middle infield. I believe in him. 
I think he's just in some funk. And I think if the Yankees fire Aaron Boone, um, which you didn't think was, I don't know, we texted about the Yankees firing Boone and you yeah. seemed, uh, you know, iffy about it. But I think yeah, if that happens, I mean, you maybe can't the, fire him over over COVID. That was the that was the reason. It's the only team like, getting COVID in the major leagues. Yeah, but it's leagues. not because Aaron Boone. That's who's it, who's it because of then? It's not. Be, I don't know. That, but that's it's, an organizational wide problem. Yeah. Like you, you, something's yeah. going wrong with the protocols, or, or so, there's. Well, yeah, they're out of protocols. The manager they're, should be like, stop screwing around, man. Like after the first one, eight <laughs> of you somehow got this. Maybe we should chill. <laughs> stop hanging out in the clubhouse. Poor, you gave poor um, Nestor Cortez. <laughs> Who's finally getting way, stretched out? By the way, Nestor Cortez has been great. He's been amazing, amazing. He's got, ama- so he has he's another, got amazing he's minor league little, numbers. Yep, there you go, Nando Fino, folks. No, Nestor Cortez has been it, it, my my favorite moment. I, I feel like I talked about this on the show when he did that thing against Otani, where he like he like changed his delivery. It's been he's been so great. Okay, for me, Glaber for Duran. Wow, I I, I got to say Glaber still, just based on my dynasty ranking. You're also a Yankees homer. No, but say I don't like Labor Torres. I really don't. Where's I Durant just don't like be, him as a player. Speaking of previews. Well, uh, DVR, why don't you why don't you figure that? Why don't you give your answer and then I'll I'll say where Duran is. Play me off, Johnny. No, I got you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Glaber Torres is three months younger than Jaron Duran, and um, I, I would I would say if Torres were also debuting right now, our level of excitement about these two players would be pretty comparable and maybe a tick higher for Torres, depending on what the minor league numbers look like from him. But I mean, with Torres, he hadn't developed a lot of power yet until he reached double A, I would say. And he wasn't even there very long. So it was so hard to get a sense for what his power ceiling was as a prospect. He was young age for level. All of this is a way of me saying, I still look at Torres and I have a hard time believing that the lack of power last year and this year, and he's just starting to heat up a little bit right now. I have a hard time believing that that's absolutely who he is now. When he came into the league and hit 62 homers his first two seasons as a 21 and 22 year old. Yeah, it's a hitter friendly park, but that's a really good player. This goes back to you know the skills that you own, right? You prove you have those skills, you own those skills, that old mantra. He's still so young. He's probably not a shortstop long-term. He's probably no, he's a second baseman. Or a third baseman, actually. But if he's a second baseman, that's fine, too. Like, I, yeah, actually, he's good as a second baseman. If he's a good he's, second baseman, he's... he's fine, yeah. Is he, that, good, he's fine. is he that much less valuable? I know he doesn't steal as many bases, but... Doesn't steal bases. Like, uh, he year. steals some. He's got, what, no. six this year? Does yeah, he? Torres has six stolen bases this year. He runs, he runs really? a little... Nah. You'd expect like six to ten in a, in a typical year early in his career, and it's going to probably tail off, right? That's that's a reasonable expectation. I mean, Ozzy Albies runs more, so Albies is the better long term player. Oh, way better, way better, but way better, not even close. I don't know, man. I I just I have a hard time burying Torres right now. I, I still think he, I got he Torres could be a at one thirty one right now. I got Torres at one thirty one. That that may be angry Yankee fan there, but I have him at one thirty one. Well, the Statcast really numbers low. are bad. Like it, it it's. I'm watching him. He's bad. But I, He's bad. Why is he so different? Why was he so good before? It just seems weird that he could be that good upon arrival and be this bad this quickly. I saw a bad moment last night for another player that maybe this can this can open open the door to an answer. So Gavin Lux just hurt his hamstring, right? Just hurt his hamstring. So he's going to be out for a little while. I saw him at the game last night. It was Max Muncie hit a home run off of Kevin Gossman in the first inning, right? Bomb. And there's actually a meme of him going around, just the look on Gavin Lux's face where he's just like, what? What kind of a hit was that? That dude looks that dude looks disheveled. Let's put it that way. He looks like he he bar- he just woke up. <laughs> Gavin Lux. Like in that picture. Like his hair is everywhere. And he just he just looks like he's like, I'm just here showing up. There's something about early success in baseball that can be dangerous. It's like early success as an actor. And or like, you know, you get the every you're the bonus baby. It takes a certain it's all about like what's going on inside. That's that's how I play the game. I'm looking at what's going on in the guy's eyes. Yes, sir. Did you have early success? I mean, you were in Sex in the City and, and um, Dawson's Creek, I think, relatively early in your career. And you've talked about how you kind of just showed up and, and got some jobs. Would you consider I that you had a, early success? I did. I had really early su- success. At and two bulls, two bulls. Not ever, no one's ever done that. <laughs> two bulls i bet there's guys who were on both shows but um the uh when i was 23 years old i was cast as the lead in a pilot for paramount paramount and abc 
that was written and produced by the guy, a guy named Glenn Gordon Karen, who actually is the showrunner on Bull Now, which is funny. And he was the showrunner on Moonlighting, the Bruce Willis Sybil Shepherd show. I watched that show. That show was great. Yeah. And he was sort of like, you're going to be the next, you're my next Bruce Willis. I'm going to turn you into a star. And you know what? It hurt, actually. It ended up hurting me a little bit early in my career because I was the, I was the bonus baby. I was the kid. And it was like, all right, what's he, what's, what's he going to do? And I walked around with a little bit of like, do you know who I am? And that doesn't really help, you know? And so that's another story for another time. And I'm sure people aren't interested, but yes, that, that, that did set me back a little bit. I think that early, that early, like ridiculous success. I think Duran for Torres is fair, by the way. I think it's a very fair offer. Yeah, I think it's close. And I would, want to hear this. Dior doesn't really, he doesn't like this acting. He's stuff. not wrong. I, I would almost base I don't it, want to hear it I actually, it's weird to say this. I would almost base it on what you're trying to accomplish. If you're trying to win right now, I'm a little more comfortable with Torres. If you're trying to win in, in a year or two, then I maybe would skew to the Duran side, which is a, a bit of a cop-out. But I think that contribution in steals from Duran could make a yes, pretty big huge. difference in the next couple of years. So if you said oh, so I just, situation yeah. neutral, I would say slightest of edges to Duran, but I, I'm not going to talk you out of the Torres side. Although you have another one on here um, where you ask Kellenic or Duran, and that's not close for me. That's for Kellenic. me, it's Kellenic. Yeah. You gotta you gotta go with the pedigree. The guy's been doing it the whole time in the minor leagues. He's still so young, twenty one years old. He's back up. He's still struggling, but you know, he 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 has <laughs> Mets fans know he's gonna have a big career ahead of him. I think Duran will too. I mean it's it's a very exciting time in baseball because we're seeing lots of great players. I just wanted to put it into context. You know, like a lot of people like the hype train on Duran is out of control, I think, a little bit right now. Um and I guess it's good, like, to ground it a little bit by you know bringing in Kellenic, who, you know, got destroyed his first time around. Um, you know, coming back up, obviously, you know, it should be fine, should be great, should be amazing. But I just didn't know like where they were within context well, of each other. This is why it's so dangerous to trade for prospects just on the verge of making it up. So like Vidal Bruhan three weeks ago was one of the most high-priced players you could try to buy, and now he's come up and he struggled. Same with Wander Franco. Like, that's why it's like, let them come up because they're going to struggle. They're going to dip. And that that's when you can buy them. When the team's like, whoa, I thought I was getting, you know, the next Mike Trout. And it's not Mike Trout. It's like, no, it's not Mike Trout yet, but could be Mike Trout. Not Mike Trout, but could be really good in two years. You know? Yeah. That's what it's about. It's about figuring out what's the best time to buy this player. I, I just think there's also completely unfair expectations on young players because of the success of other young players. And Wander's got an 86 WRC plus in 18 games. That's actually not failing miserably. There are guys who have been in the big leagues for a long time who post below average WRC pluses and hang around. We're talking about a guy who's 20, just getting his first look at big league pitching, who's yeah. showing the early ability to make some adjustments, right? Bruhan, I'm a little more concerned about, but that makes sense because Bruhan and Wander were not equals in terms of talent and expectations coming into the league. Uh, but I, Gavin Lux is a good example, just kind of going back to him for a second. How many big league plate appearances has Gavin Lux had? He got called up in 2019. What's the number? I'm going to say 472. Nando? Uh, 260. Uh, Ian was almost right on it. 464. Le oh, I, thought, I thought it was a trick question. Less than a full season's worth of plate appearances, right? He's played in 124 games, and for a stretch of that time, he didn't have a spot to call his own. He's playing more right That's now true. because Corey Seager's hurt. And he's doing this on a good team where the stakes are pretty high. If he's not hitting, he's not going to play. He was so good level to level, and he was so young level to level coming through the minors, like 40% better than a league average hitter at high A and double A and triple A. Triple A was amazing as a 21-year-old. Like, yeah, sure, 2019 PCL, take it for what it's worth, but he was amazing even compared to everybody else who put up amazing numbers that year. This is exactly the time to buy into Gavin Lux in a long-term league. Keeper League, Dynasty League, like with as much confidence as you can have in any player being a good buy-low, I think Gavin Lux is a great buy-low in those formats. They will have a okay. spot for him long-term. And I gotta do so I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I really want to do this. And then I'm gonna fight you on it. But first I'm gonna do this. <laughs> Love that one. That was a really good monologue. The timbre of the voice, like all of it, like absolutely threw in some WRC plus in there. Loved every bit of it. Um, he was disheveled, Gavin Lux. I'm not kidding. Like he actually looked like he he looked disheveled. 
You can see, look up right now, Gavin Lux uh, video, <laughs> and you'll see it on Twitter. And you'll just look at his hair and look at his face. Oh, I mean, it concerns me. It concerns the reason I'm going to say this is there's always this mystery about what happened in 2020 at the beginning of the year. Because he was supposed to play last year, right? In the 60 game season. And no one could figure out. And they're like, he's just not ready. He's just not ready. There's something emotional there that gives me pause. The, the hitting may be great, but there's something emotional there that concerns me. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I own him in, I, I roster him in a couple of leagues. GDD, we roster him. In Nesson, in, in DL1, I roster him. I'm not going to trade him, but I'm also not going out and buying him everywhere because there's something there that makes me nervous. Just saying. Also, love the, love the, I just want to give you that, dear, because you know you're the man. You know there there are a lot of screen grabs of Gavin Lux's face. I didn't realize this was such a thing that was happening right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, and I saw it. I saw it live because I went. I, I was watching Kevin Gossman last night because I had him going, and I just you know Nando's like, how do you watch all these things? It's like if I'm if I've got a pitcher going, I'm going to check him out at the beginning of the game. I'm going to see what he looks like. Right, I want to see that first inning. So I watched, and I saw Max Muncie. They were up three nothing. I saw Muncie hit a home run. I was like, "Damn!" So I pressed it, and I'm watching, and then I rewound it, and then I saw Lux's face, and that's what I took away from. It. I was like, "Wow, look at Lux." Hmm. Well, if you look just down the railing in that dugout and look at the face of Cody Bellinger, uh, disheveled, with, uh, confused, aloof, <laughs> contemplative. There's lots of words you could use to describe his face too. Like part not of, a huge, I think not a huge fan of him. Like there's, either. I think, I think we're we're walking a fine line with Gavin Lux between uh, body language and how his face just looks. And I think body language <laughs> matters. I think it does so much. I think on a does. baseball field. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I think some of this is just the way this man's face looks. Like it just has. I get it. Some <laughs> but, odd but expressions it's on it. A pretty. It's a pretty funny face, isn't it? I mean, yes. I don't want to oh. say what I what I thought of it, but no, no. It's it's definitely. He's got it's, some it's odd expressions face. for sure. But it's a pretty odd expression. I I don't know if this is like you can see failure and you can see fear and you can see different reactions in people. Like I, I believe that. I believe that's something you analyze yeah. probably better than anybody out there. I, the pictures of Lux, though, like these are more like memes. They're just like, oh wow, I understand. Like, it's similar I, to the Bellinger with like atoms and numbers flying around his head because he's he's thinking about the the time space continuum and, and and the meaning of life. Like just like another faction of of that. No, line no, of look thinking. this up. Look up this picture. All right, look it up real quick. What did you it's What did you look up? Exactly. Just put up Gavin Lux. It'll it'll show up. Gavin Lux, got it. Images. No, no, no. You got to go to Twitter. Just put in Gavin Lux Twitter. Well, you didn't say put Twitter in there. Sorry. Gavin Lux Twitter. I do think, though, <laughs> with this injury, by the way, in, in, shallow, in shallow redrafts, I think you got to cut him loose. I don't think you want to wait it out in leagues without IL spots. As much as I like him long term, like yeah. a 12-team league, you can't wait on Lux right now because Seager's <laughs> going to come back. The playing time's going to come down. And yeah, what could happen in the final two months from him or a month and a half when he gets back could be useful, but just try to pick him up again at the time. Don't don't nurse him back to health from your IL spots because but if you have an, a precious. free IL spot, he's not a bad he's not a bad guy to right stash. right. But I'm just saying, like in especially in NFBC leagues, you can't keep everybody, and he hasn't done enough to no, justify keeping him no. on those twelve teamers, especially. Although when do I you pick up Tyler? Fantastic. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying he's. What does it look like to you? What do you mean? I mean, just disheveled. Is disheveled a good? A good it's not his hair because he's, he's just making strange faces. <laughs> he's making faces. That's all. He's like in disheveled, LA. Man. He's disheveled is just like un, unkempt facial hair and a bad yeah, haircut. Okay. He's just he's just making funny faces. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm you used to live in LA, man. You got to get out there, get I noticed, did. right? You know. Uh, uh, no, nah, you don't really need to get out yeah. there. You don't really need to get noticed. It's all the personal it's brand. It's. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess. Uh, are there a couple more guys? Oh, Adam Engel should be discussed. Why well, we're, we're think... about an hour? I just want to make sure that we're you know we're good. I'm good. I have no out. I'm I'm in. DVR has a bit of an out. DVR is doing some work. I got a call uh, so... at twelve thirty. All right. Well, we're still we're we're fine until DVR says we gotta got, go, guys. We got time, we're we got wrap. time for one more. Okay, Adam Engel and Bradley Zimmer, two guys who should be rostered, I believe, in fifteen team leagues right now. Bradley Zimmer hit his first home run. Um, of the season. He was leading off for the first time. Cesar Hernandez was out of the lineup and Bradley Zimmer went to the top. Uh, I, I just, 
look, he was the 20th pick in the 2015 draft, I want to say, and he's always had the pedigree. He's got speed. He's a similar Kyle Tucker, and he doesn't have the power of Kyle Tucker, but he runs really fast. I know that the Indians would love to have him catch on. Uh, I had an interesting question in Towers whether I would drop Ryan Weathers or drop Bradley Zimmer before at, on Wednesday night. And I decided, I said, you know what? What are the chances that Bradley Zimmer is going to like hit a home run and steal two bases over the weekend? I'd rather hold Weathers so I can have him. He's going to go to the DL. He hasn't gone to the DL yet, IL, whatever. And then what does Bradley Zimmer do? He hits a home run and steals two bases. So I went back and paid $44 to get him back. Um, and Adam Engel is playing, is pretty much playing every day. He's got five home runs already, stealing some bases. He it looks like he's going to be an everyday player until Louis Robert comes back late in September. So as you get to this part of the season, this is when all of a sudden it's like, wait, I don't have enough outfielders, you know? And Adam Engel is a good replacement player and Bradley Zimmer also in 15 team leagues. Not necessarily 12, but 15 team leagues. I used to confuse Zimmer and Clint Frazier. I guess they were coming up together in the Indians organization. They were. Organization Also, if by some chance Willie Peralta is still on your waiver wire. (laughs) We just did this last week. But then he pitched again, and he rocked again. Seven innings, I think, four strikeouts, four walks, four hits, no runs. Get the win. He's for real. Is our guy going to start missing some more bats, though? That's the biggest concern I have right now. I love the split change, but is he going to strike guys out? Maybe not, but but neither is Chris, Chris Flexen, who also had another great start. Now, yes, did, did you put in the easy? Uh, did you put in there the new Joe Ross on Chris Flexen? No, he's not. No, DVR remotely. definitely wrote that. Oh, was he? Chris Flexen is is not Joe Ross because Joe Ross is the boomer bust kind of guy. Flexen just seems to miss. He just makes teams make bad contact. He just looks so good. Oh my God, he's so good. It's been great. So these are under the radar guys that if they're still available in your they I would guess that Chris Flexen's still available in a twelve team league, and I would advocate picking him up in a twelve team, certainly in a fifteen, guaranteed. And Willie Peralta, twelve team league, you pick him up now. That's enough. Pick him up. Right. Yeah, twelve. Oof. I think he's a streamer. He's you. a streamer in those shadow leagues because the K rate's not high enough. Yeah, okay. But but he's look at his last five starts. Look at his last six starts. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this at this point. I'm a Willie Peralta truther. I own him in every single league. I can't believe this is a sentence being spoken in July of 2021. I mean, it makes me kind of happy because I always wanted him to be good, but I'm you read amazed him out. This read is out happening. his last. Go ahead, read out. What does it look like to you? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at his upcoming schedule. He's at Minnesota next week. He's got Kansas City coming up at the end of the week. Use him for that in daily leagues. Pick him up, stream him. Great. At Minnesota, and I got to go Use beyond him. that. He doesn't get Baltimore. He'll miss Baltimore. It's too bad. Yeah, I got to look at their. I was looking at the Rotowire grid, which is very helpful, but the 14 day view cuts off. So I'm not saying I'm just saying. You case, I'm not saying you, I'm ha- just you have saying. to strike out more guys than he's striking out to be yes, but you get wins steadily rostered. You get, You're not going to use him against the Red Sox. He's got the Red Sox no. the week after that. He's at okay. Cleveland if he makes a second start. I'm that good week. with that. I'm good with that. Then, I'll start him in Cleveland. Then he gets Cleveland again at home. I'm good with that. Oh, totally good with that. Then he would get Toronto, which you're not going to use him there. Nah, probably not. Then he gets yeah. Toronto again. Nice schedule yeah, baseball. Not. That's what, not what are they repeating? Will that be Toronto and Toronto, though? I mean, they might change things a little bit. It'd be home the first time and road. Wait, road that, first time, home second time. Well, I mean, actually, start, actually Toronto. I think that would actually start be Toronto. Willie, yeah. Do you start Willie Peralta against Toronto? Probably not. No, 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 no. Toronto's no. really good. No, no, no. Toronto's really good. Boston's really good. Yankees are trash. He's a deep league streamer, and if your ratios don't matter anymore and you're just chasing volume, then you can stream him in a more shallow league. No, that's the opposite. His ratios, he's killing on the ratios, DBR. You think he's going to keep being this good with his ratios, though? I mean, I'm watching him. He's got a 1.64 ERA and a .94 whip. He's got a 187 BABIP and a 90% left on base percentage right now. Yeah. He's yielding a crap load of contact. <laughs> this this is going to, if you want to see a pitcher catch fire, you want to see another Fulton Nevich situation, watch him pitch against those good teams. Okay, fine, fine, fine. So take take my excitement about Willie Peralta and DVR's caution about Willie Peralta, merge them into picking up Willie Peralta and having uh, real wise eyes towards it. Just maybe not against him. Maybe stick him on your bench. You know, look, sometimes I'm wrong, for sure. Ross Stripling gave up six runs last night. 
in three and two thirds. Well, I don't know what what, and, what spot are you in in AL labor right now? I mean, this is you're taking advice from a guy in first. Yeah, I got a pretty big lead in AL labor <laughs> right now. <laughs> Ian Khan is saying get Willie Peralta against all logic and reason that we've learned during Willie Peralta's career. Uh, I'd listen to him. Well, but again, I also I, I also tell you to pick up Joe Ross, and then he gives up ten. So, like you know, use your use your own judgment. I'll tell you, I'm rolling Willie Peralta out this week. I sat Ross Stripling in a number of leagues, but he did hurt me last night in TGFBI pretty bad. And Willie Peralta is two months younger than Glaber Torres, which I find interesting. <laughs> also, though, I used Otani in TGFBI as a pitcher this week. Did you do that DVR? Did you use him as a pitcher anyway? Because I have Otani everywhere, not in AL Labor, oddly, but. I have Otani in all these other places, and I last this past week in TGFBI because he's pitching twice. I was like, you know what? I need the we need the pitching going pitching. I put him in and I put Jamer Jamer Candelario into the util spot, and boy, did he look good last night. Oh my god, is he so much fun? This is oh, Shohei Otani. Just love it, Lyle Lyle love. That's it. what we're waiting for. All right, uh, and I've got I've got grass people, so it's about to get loud around here. Oh, we got to go anyway. Yeah. You don't call them the gardeners? Uh, <laughs> they're the gardeners. I have The gardeners are here. I have and water leaf be... scoopers, or do you have pool guy? No, no pool guy. There's no pool. There's no pool. Uh, There's no pool. Have, if a pool. there was a pool, I'd invite you with the babies so I can curse in front yeah, of them. Yeah, they're coming nowhere near for, you. Yeah, for the man. By the way, I'm up, I'm up in uh, upstate, obviously, and uh, you guys got to let me know. Like, I'm going to go to the, mm. to the rhubarb store. I would like six bottles. I could do that. I would like six bottles of rhubarb. All right. DVR? I Diver? Like, I will pass on this flavors. order. I am um, in, a, in a position where glass especially is not my friend moving across the country in chaos right now. So I'm, I'm okay for now. I should call uh, Dr. Thomas Scott. I should text him, see if he wants to. I spoke to him, Dr. Thomas Scott last night yeah. because I was talking to him about a trade that we might make in Maki. You don't talk to that- about him anymore on the show. You know, Dr. Dr. Thomas Scott has been pretty busy these days. It's been hard to get him on the phone. But great guy. Love him. Great guy. Sounds like he's blowing you off on stuff. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A lot of calls going to voicemail. A, little, a lot of calls going yeah. to voicemail. All right, yeah, we got to go. Bit, <laughs> All right. <laughs> For the man who will be uh, ghostwriting future bestseller, The Alcides Escobar Diet, Derek Arriva. Yeah, all pizza. It doesn't work for me, but it works for him. All the time. <laughs> for the man whose call you should never pick up on Bluetooth while driving four hours with the children in the car, Ian Kai. <laughs> that is me. My apologies. My apologies. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Go get your Willie Peraltas before it's too late. We'll see you later. Good talk. Good talk. Bye. Bye.